the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation second to none whether you're in rhode island or massachusetts call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available for both residential and commercial call my friends at jkl 401-351-7600 remember estimates are free financing is available let's be nice and comfortable in your home jkl 401-351-7600 well, it's John DePietro, folks. We start at 11, we go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. Folks, they're calling your name right now is the time to stop in. Tremendous selection. The, they have the ornamental peppers are in, 6-inch, 12-inch pots. What a selection. Right off of Route 4. Look for them on Facebook, PR, Materi- uh, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, and also their website is prmaterials.shop. They've had a tremendous season. You owe it to yourself. The next few weeks and months, great, tremendous for planting. Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Well, folks, it's John DePietro, and again, uh, Wednesday, <clears throat> that was quite a press briefing with Governor Mundo basically saying, and I called her out on it. I called her out on it because this notion that somehow it's a good thing. You know, I don't even know if she, she I, I'm going to play it for you. I don't think she even knew what she was saying. Now, if you go to the website, topetro.com, you can hear this. This is Governor Mundo on Wednesday. And I want you to listen where, and this is important. She makes a statement that because we're on this list, of a hot state that it's a good thing you know that's a good thing now we're not gonna have all these tourists to bump into excuse me people the most money people spend is when they're on vacation okay and we need that money our number one industry is tourism so you take tourism the month of august and suddenly now we're on a hot list and the governor's trying to spin this and it's a good thing this is wednesday in her opening statement remarks we carried it live. This is Governor Gina Raimondo. Let me uh, see if we can play that. And mask wearing. Um, this is also a good thing because the less we're all traveling, uh, the better. And I think these restrictions, they're going to mean fewer people obviously coming to Rhode Island. If you're you know, from another place, you're, you're not going to want to come to Rhode Island to use our facilities because you'll have to quarantine when you go home. Um, so it's, that is a good thing. You know, it'd be fewer people coming to Rhode Island and fewer of us traveling. How Same. is that a good thing? That's right. Fewer people from Connecticut, New York, because right now, if you are from Connecticut, New York, and you come to Rhode Island, this is there's nothing good about that. And then when they go back, they'd have to quarantine for two weeks. So you know what they're saying? Forget it then. I have a couple days off. I want to take some time. I was going to go to Newport. I was going to go to Narragansett. I was going to go to Block Island. Or I was going to go to Watch Hill. Forget it then. Then I will go to the Hamptons. Or I'll go to the Jersey Shore. Or I'll go to, I don't know if anyone goes to Mystic. But, or maybe I'll go to Martha's Vineyard. Or Nantucket or Cape Cod. So I asked the governor about that. 
And then this is what Governor Mundo said. This is, again, this is from Wednesday. ...that other states would not be so much inclined to come to Rhode Island. And that, I think you said it, that's, uh, somehow that's a good thing. How, how is that a good thing, the month of August, that people from other states would hesitate to come to Rhode Island? Maybe I misunderstood. Well, I think no, you didn't misunderstand. What I trying to say was, I don't think that's a good thing. I think it's a bad thing that, like, if you live in... I don't know. Attleboro. Forget about Attleboro. Let's talk about New York and Connecticut. And I think that's a a bad thing for restaurants in Providence. I think what I was trying to say was it's a good thing in that it's a wake-up call. Like, it's a a wake-up call for all of us. Governor, all due respect, there's nothing good about that in any way. I mean, there's nothing good at the fact that right now, now these people, when they come in from New York, when they come in from Connecticut, see, this also sets in motion and leads me to believe that there's a lot of politics with her and Governor Cuomo. This goes back to last March, where Governor Cuomo was very upset. And you know what? He is seeing her on MSNBC. He's seeing her on CNN. He's seeing Governor Cuomo, seeing Governor Raimondo's name tossed around, potential VP. And he decided, folks, these people, no one said he's not vindictive. He's got, obviously, you know, Mass. He's got Connecticut. He's got New Jersey. I'm surprised, frankly, Governor Raimondo didn't start getting into a gender situation. Because you have the male governor of New York, you have the male governor of New Jersey, you have the male governor of Connecticut, and the male governor of Massachusetts all ganging up on the one woman saying their state's on the hot list. But it's not a matter of that. The dynamics that Rhode Island was using was not in conjunction with the uh, dynamics and the uh, rationale and all the, the type of numbers that the rest of them were using. But here is the bottom line that I was trying to get across. But let me be very clear about this, first of all. You... And, and when we had Representative Flippy on, I think he said it very well. And that is, you know, Providence and they, they depend on. How about the fact that just the Jazz Fest, I think the Jazz Fest of the Folk Fest in Newport in August produces like 55 million for the state of Rhode Island. 55 million. That's gone. Now, already there's a cruise ship from Massachusetts or one of those old. Uh, it's not a cruise ship. It's like a Mayflower type ship that was supposedly going to dock in Newport. Now it's not going to dock in Newport. So as much as I know some people listening saying, what's the big deal? You have in Block Island and Newport, not so much Narragansett, but definitely Block Island, watch it. Well, yeah, the Ocean House. Folks, these are expensive hotels. And when the people come in, they spend a lot of money there. They go out to dinner. They drop all their money in Rhode Island, and it benefits everyone. And guess what? They're not coming in. So no one's going to tell me, you know, and that's a good thing. I, You know, I called the governor on it, and part of it was I wasn't trying to – I want you to understand. I was trying to make sure, like, did I hear that right? That it's a good thing that Rhode Island – think about this just for a moment. Our number one industry is tourism, and Governor Raimondo stands in front of you and everyone – and says it's a good thing the month of August we're on a hot list where if people come here and then they return to their own states, they're going to have to quarantine for 14 days so they're more than likely not going to come in. And here's the thing, Governor, all due respect, stop thinking about Attleboro and Providence. Providence does not bring in tourism money. I, I get it. There are people that live in southeastern Mass that like to go into, come into Rhode Island and utilize the restaurants i get that but that's not where the real money is the money's in the southern part of the state narragansett newport block island folks where people will go out and drop one thousand dollars to go out to dinner think of the taxes on that they'll spend you know a hotel room that's five to six hundred dollars a night and stay there for several days so again this is governor Amundo. I don't get the spin. I don't I don't get the whole thing. Trying to tell you this is a good thing that we're in a list. Now don't tell me, well, this way we're gonna have plenty of parking. And this way we won't be running into all these pesty tourists. Folks, you have August and then that is it. That is it. The clock is ticking. Again, this is the and governor. That's weird. Um, this is also a good thing because the less we're all traveling, uh, the better. And I think these restrictions they're going to mean fewer people, obviously, coming to Rhode Island. If you're, you know, 
from another place, you're, you're not going to want to come to Rhode Island to use our facilities because you'll have to quarantine when you go home. Um, so it's, that is a good thing. You know, it's no, fewer it's not. people coming to Rhode Island and fewer of us traveling, staying close to... <laughs> All right, so I get people were from Rhode Island that was maybe going to go somewhere else. I, I, I get that. But were you really... And that is this, this part of that. All right, so the family, instead of going to... But here's the thing. The family going to Disney World, instead of that, that lives in Rhode Island or that was going to go somewhere on vacation, now they're not... I, I'm not convinced... They're not going to drop that kind of money in restaurants. They're not going to buy all these kind of tourism type of things. They're not going to stay in expensive hotels and in Newport and in in, uh, in Block Island and Watch Hill. They're not going to do that. They're going to, you know, maybe... All right, that's true. But there's, there's a, a story I saw in the paper. There was a family, I think, in Warwick that they were supposed to go to the Cape, and now they're not going to. So what are they going to do? They're just going to stay in their backyard pool. They're not dropping any money then. That doesn't help. That, that There's nothing good about us being on a list. Let me be very clear about this. Folks, it's John DiPietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Let, let me, there's no spin. There's nothing positive. If your number one industry is tourism, then there's nothing positive about being on a hot list when then suddenly no one is coming into the state. And I did call the governor out on it. That other states would not be so much inclined to come to Rhode Island. And that, I think you said it, that's uh, somehow that's a good thing. How, how is that a good thing, the month of August, that people from other states would hesitate to come to Rhode Island? Maybe I misunderstood. No, well, I think no. I was saying, or maybe no one you did not misunderstand. I don't Once think again, it's a good thing. I think it's a bad thing. That, thank like, you. If you live in- Forget about Attleboro and Providence. Now, folks, the other thing that I asked, what has become the story out of the whole thing, and by the way, you're welcome that I go and I ask the questions and get engaged in this way, is this whole business about the rat line that we have been talking about, where now we're going to utilize the state police. You know, if you read petro.com I put simultaneously both Walter Stone, the late Walter Stone, head of the Rhode Island State Police, and I'd even argue late crime boss Raymond Patriarca are both rolling over their graves. Number one, Stone, that the state police are being used as party crashers in a snitch rat line. And number two, uh, uh, I was saying Patriarca because the entire state is becoming, is this Rhode Island or Rat Island? Here's my question for Governor Amundo on Wednesday. Should call 764 5544. Is that correct? 5554. 5554. Five, 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 and now, who mans that hotline? State police. State police does. State police. Okay. Do they find out, hey, this is John DePietro calling on my neighbor? <laughs> um, so, let me get the number right 764 5554. Okay. It's the state police. Yeah. Uh, I assume, in other words, you don't want to be uh, let's just think identified. Of, 100 people over there, I'm here. No, I don't want them to know I'm the one that... Yeah, look, they're professionals. They are... You, maybe, because you're a troublemaker. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Look, they're professionals. They they deal with this all day long. So they're just going to want to know where do they have to go. Okay, so the person having the party... $500 $500 fine, or did you say every person at the party is... Every per... I want to tell you the rules. (laughs) I want to tell you the rules. Folks, the rules would be $500 per person at the party it's preposterous and i also want to be clear again you're well i'm that is the only thing anyone is talking about no one can get over it the rat snitch line whatever you want to call it the rat line rat island north korea encouraging people to report out on others this is leading to chaos the police are getting called of someone that never has liked their neighbor they see a couple cars and then they rat them out they have people over and as we've been talking about can you imagine everything that's been going on? You want to have family over. You're not bothering anyone. Everyone inside your house, there's no noise. You're not breaking any laws. And suddenly the police show up. They want a head count. Wait a minute. There are 16 people here. You need to break up this gathering. And we're going to start handing out $500 fines for everyone at the party. It is it is beyond outrageous. We have hit a new level uh, I know this. I can't imagine the state police don't like it. I know regular, normal police officers don't like it. 
But again, that was, I was the one asking Governor Amundo. You know, folks, as I sit there, the two things that I asked about have really become the things that have come forward. I don't know what the other media, I don't know what else they're listening to. You get all these different types of questions that have nothing to do with anything and no one seems to care. At the very least, um, it's important for you to hear them. And then I, I want you to hear that I was the one that asked the question that has absolutely reverberated around. And then the same thing with this closing the bars at 11. That doesn't make any sense to me in any way. Another huge part of this whole equation is treating uh, the southern, the, the, the worst outbreaks, I want you to understand, are it's really in Providence. Providence is the problem. Providence has always been the problem. Providence continues to be the problem. What Governor Mundo should do is shut off two districts. You know, Block Island has zero cases of the virus. Zero. Narragansett, zero cases. Um, let's see. Near, uh, uh, Westerly, zero cases of the virus. Yet Westerly, Narragansett, and Block Island are all being treated the same as Providence and Central Falls. That have huge amounts of cases. Does that make sense to you? doesn't make any sense to me. See, this is part of the problem where the governor, the uh, health director as well, they, they, they talk about this equity thing. And everyone's the same and no one's different. This goes back to even like the, the trophy generation of the participation trophies and so forth. Folks, there is a difference. This is a costly, costly political mistake. Governor Armando should get on the phone with those other governors and say, listen, we have some problems in the northern part of the state the more urban area we do not have a problem in the southern parts so can you lift that so people could visit westerly and newport and narragansett and block island so we can fill up our hotels and so forth like that because it's it's really two different types of things. that's what should happen it's john DePietro. if you go to the website you can read the story um and also see the video a lot more ahead leave it right here on the john DePietro show Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega MEGA, Mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Right now, I'll bet you could use some extra cash. Why not sell some of your gold, silver, other precious metals? Vero Industries, folks over 40 years experience, they will give you cash. They'll buy your gold, silver, other precious metals. Call Lee today at 401-434-8900. Leo has over 40 years experience. It's V-E-R-O, Vero Industries. They will buy gold, silver, other precious metals, old, broken, new, silverware, jewelry, serving trays, tea, coffee sets, or pieces. Listen, why not right now sell it and get that cash that you need? Call Leo at Vero Industries, 401 401- 434-8900 impeccable reputation folks they know the industry better than anyone and they'll give you what it's worth your gold silver also a buyer of individual coins coin collections watches 
half earring pieces, and much more. Call Leo at Vero Industries. Why not get some cash right now for that gold, silver, and other precious metals? Call Leo, 401-434-8900. Weekend evening appointments are available. Two locations or at your location, their location, two locations, East Providence and Warwick. Call them, Vero Industries, 401 434 8900 listen get cash for that gold silver other precious metals you have call leo 401-434-8900 one more time 434-8900 you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go till 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website folks dipietro.com you just click the uh, left-hand side, listen live, and then it brings you to a page. You press the play button, and boom, you can listen. Well, folks, joining us right now, he is our law enforcement expert. He is a retired detective, Raymond Pigatori. Ray, I want to start off with uh, the governor of Mundo announcing Wednesday about this hotline that now if you see basically more than 16 people, if you suspect a neighbor, um, more than 16 people, because there's 15 is the allowed. You're now supposed to call this hotline, and then it's manned by state police. And then I believe they then farm it out to whatever the local, if you call state police, then they call Cranston or wherever this gathering may be. Um, I, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, boy, a lot of pushback from the public. It could be a $500 fine, not only for the host, but everyone there. But I'd like to hear a little bit of, what something like this does to police with their resources and also in a way the unfortunate position that i think this puts police officers in because we're not even talking about a loud party or a loud gathering that's disturbing the neighbors suddenly you could just say someone sees a number of cars and then they end up calling in under this new quote tip line the police have to respond well, John, it it, uh, it is definitely going on the police officers that I have to respond to these calls. I, I understand that the governor put out this directive, and if the task force does delegate to certain police departments that they have to respond, I mean, that means other things that may be happening, not go by the wayside, but, you know, what's the priority here? Is the priority responding to a house party where there may be 16, 17 people? Well, who's counting? If you get to that party because the neighbor called up and said there's an abundance of people, I, you know, are you going there with a clicker to start counting people? Uh, a peaceful party could turn into something more if the police show up. You know, it could rile them up uh, for you know, unjustified reasons that uh, – the police really don't want to have to do this. I understand she's trying to, you know, get under control with this COVID, but uh, to institute something like this, it's um, it's going to be a, a challenging, challenging time for the police. Ray, also, it's one thing. What is it like when police, you know, I, I like how you mentioned it can turn into something else because it's one thing um, and maybe a police are called and they have to go to a college party. And then maybe that's can be problematic with underage drinking or if there's drugs or a lot of times it just becomes a noise complaint. But I think what people also have to understand is in some of these instances, you're still talking about there are potentially now adults and they've been drinking and it's nighttime. And when you get into a situation of if you're an officer and there are, you're walking into a situation where there's say could be 50 people, could be 100 people, could be 200 people. This, this that could suddenly, as you say, that could turn into a, a dangerous situation because as though, as much as someone has the badge in their law enforcement, the way that people are just wound up these days and people, you know, you see this video and hear about somebody goes into violence if they're told to put a mask on walking into a Walmart, let alone it's midnight and uh, and someone feels like, what do you mean there's police at my door? They, they could be walking and suddenly you have a, a difficult situation. Uh, exactly. Now, what are the rights that, uh, of the individual who owns a house? Suddenly, police are knocking at the door, and it could, again, that 16 
17 people or more, as you said. Um, and it's an indoor party and there's no noise going on. So would police suddenly have the right to come into your house? Again, stop counting. If it escalates to the point uh, that it could turn into something, you know, you know it, a lot of times things start out peaceful. like a, And the next thing you know, rocks, bottles, and uh, words are being thrown at the police officers who are just there to keep the peace or to follow through on an order from whether it be the chief of police or the governor uh, to say, hey, listen, this, this is what you have to do. Uh, people are testy at this point. People's nerves are afraid and, you know, it's, it, it could turn really nasty. And then what do you have to do? You have to call in neighboring police departments to help you. And let's say something happens on another part of the state. So, you know, they could be chasing these things and it just totally uh, depletes manpower, but it's a directive from the governor. So do you question the governor's institution of this band? I mean, it, it, to, to, it's getting out of hand. That's just, a, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, people, people can't go to see Conk to shop or to visit a, a loved one. Uh, so Massachusetts puts up a band. We're, we're like an island here. We are. Where are we going to go? We're a small state, 50 by 30. And, and now you're also telling these people that are confined to the state or also you're going to be confined more to your house because you cannot go to a house party, to a, to a, a cookout uh, because you're exceeding the number of people. I can see where it can get hot and contested. And Ray, how much do police have to deal with? Let's face it, um, within a lot of different neighborhoods, there are these ongoing feuds that we've talked about. Sometimes neighbors don't get along. And now suddenly someone sees, you know, someone's got a number of cars in the driveway. There's now this hotline tip line that you call. And this certainly seems ripe for a situation of uh, someone that wants to get even. You place a little call and then they are gleeful watching. Suddenly the police car shows up to break up the party and that creates problems. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you see it all the time. Davis that can't get along. So they wouldn't. You know, pick up the phone, call, and they'll stand there with the big smile on their face, knowing that maybe nothing is going to happen because the people are not in violation, but it's just their way. People sometimes can be very petty over the littlest things. And if a neighbor disputes going back and forth, it's, you know, pick up the phone and, and call. You know, and it, it's, a, it's a crime to report a false uh, a report of a, a crime. So, you know, people could be getting arrested because, you know, it's saying it's anonymous. But with this day and age of uh, uh, cell phones, everybody knows who's calling everybody. Uh, their names are popping up and it's I don't know. It's just where does it end? And it doesn't look like anything's ending very soon. It just looks like more restrictions are coming out. Uh, I have friends that own restaurants and on a daily basis, they have to change the way they're trying to do business and that's upsetting them. So people's uh, nerves are definitely shot at this point and they're like, all right, let's, let's get back to somewhat of a normal life. Now, Ray, also, uh, in addition to having the people more than 15, a gathering of 15, uh, they could also be the governor. And I personally was the one that asked her about this, but a fine of $500 per person in the house. Now picture you are, you know, you, it's your home and you have some family that are visiting in from out of town. So, you know, come on over. And the next thing you know, you have 20, 25 people. Again, everyone's inside. It's adults. But suddenly there's a knock at the door and the police are going to not only break it up, but then it's a fine of $500 per person in the house. Right. I, I just don't think that's the normal policing that that suddenly that they're, you know, a big part of of policing that you've talked about is, is just training, but this is a different scenario of how are you supposed to be trained to deal with someone who could very easily quickly become visibly upset of saying, Oh, listen, you know, this is my house and we're not bothering anyone. And it is none of your business. How many people we have in here. And now you want a $500 fine per person. I, I think this could suddenly get very ugly for police. It absolutely could. Absolutely. Because right now, 
the police are not the most well-liked individuals out there. And it's a shame. But now you show up at someone's house and start handing out summonses for this amount of money. And with people that aren't working, the stimulus checks have just been uh, discontinued. That's right. And, and so... Now, where are these people who are just trying to release some steam and have a good time and suddenly, oh, by the way, on the way out the door, that I just disbanded this party. Here's for $500 summons. Wow. It, it just, I, it, 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 it's mind-boggling. But yeah. this is, again, my opinion. I, I am upset, uh, just like everybody else, this has to be instituted. But if a directive came down that the police officers have to go out, and have to maintain this 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 order, then that's what they have to do. Sure. Yeah. Folks, coming up a lot more. He is our uh, legal expert, Raymond Pigatori, right here on the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro. Listen, folks, this is a unique situation. But instead of wasting the time by just watching television or old episodes of old movies, instead, clean up your home, clean up your attic, clean up your basement and your garage, Call Brothers Disposal today, 401-688-0517. Call them for a free estimate. They will deliver a dumpster right to your home. Do some spring cleaning. Use this time to finally clean that out that old junk from your basement, from your attic, from your garage. Do some spring cleaning. Use this unique time. Call Brothers Disposal today, 401 688 0517 they'll come to your home they will drop off a dumpster you load it up tell them whenever it is maybe it stays for a week maybe it stays for a weekend maybe it stays for one day call brother's disposal today free estimate 401-688-0517 stop watching netflix do something productive finally clean up your home clean out that garage or the attic or the basement call brother's disposal today 401 401- 688-0517 free estimate 401-688-0517 it's brother's disposal and let's get a dumpster in the driveway have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. With me is our law enforcement expert, Raymond Picatori. Ray, yesterday, Boston FBI released, um, and you don't see this every day, but an offer of $10,000 reward for information on the Providence Cruiser arson. Now, they have video of two individuals, one with a baseball hat on backwards, the other one uh, he, the other one has a mask on. And, um, but, it, uh, but it's enough that you could certainly make them out balding. Uh, both definitely, one, one of them definitely a little bit older. 
But they're saying um, in putting it out that they believe they might have information about the arson on the Providence Cruiser. Now, Ray, as much as they're saying that, what does it tell you that there's a $10,000 reward? And also, would they really just say that they may have these two individuals may have information on this? Or does this strike you that they believe that the, these are the two that they're really after in regards to this arson investigation? Well, I would say once those pitches were released to the public, they're just trying to gather more information. They may, they may have received a tip already, but by putting out a reward, it certainly makes it a lot easier for them to gather information. Money is a uh, certainly an incentive to a lot of, a lot of people. Um, so they're not going to tip their hat to let people know what they have, but they're probably just trying to get more information uh, to maybe gather uh, evidence on other individuals that were part of that awesome. You know, and it's it's a it's a, again a sad time when police vehicles are being burned by these protesters. And uh, just to get off on a little bit of a tangent, I I heard on the radio this morning that one of the protesters was basically saying, you know, it's no big deal. Uh, they're, they're putting more of a value on material things than they are on uh, people that are being, as he said, uh, harmed by police officers. Well, you know, it's a crime. This doesn't, whatever's going on in this country, it doesn't give anybody the free right to just go out and start smashing stuff. So we're going to, um, Continuing, and again, it is a challenge. But time. as far as the FBI, uh, again, they'll use any means, uh, legal means, that is, uh, to gather information to build this case against these individuals. Now, my, my question is, they say that these two may have information about the arson, but would they really be offering a $10,000 reward if they felt that hey, maybe they were just bystanders there and they may have seen something that is helpful? Or is it more likely these are the two individuals they're looking for? I would say these are the two individuals, yeah. absolutely. And, and again, that money is an incentive to, for people to come forward. Um, and if, if that information does come true and these people receive this, this uh, $10,000, know, that's, that's what happens Sometimes with law enforcement, it's trying. You know, you, we don't know the names of of every individual out there, so we need the public's help, just like they need our help. Yep. And is it also the fact that um, this is FBI Boston that's offering? This was the Providence situation, and um, and and they obviously can be more instrumental. Uh, Providence, I would think, it, it's helpful to them to have Boston FBI putting this out. But does this also, Ray? Um, I would tend to maybe think that these two individuals may be residents of Massachusetts, uh, that they're not in the database of the, the Providence. I mean, I, I, I think that maybe they, they might be known to law enforcement, but if in fact they were residents of Massachusetts that descended on Rhode Island that night, that would make them like a little more elusive as opposed to if these were two guys that lived in Providence or Cranston and then, Maybe someone may be like, I think I, you know, see the photo and, or video and say, I think I know who that is. Well, to the best of my knowledge, uh, uh, Boston FBI oversees the Providence office. Yep. So any directives for um, putting out uh, rewards for information that would come out of the Boston office to assist the Providence. These people very well may be uh, the suspects very well may be from Massachusetts or they could be from Rhode Island. But anytime something like this, Boston is in charge of Rhode Island. Folks, we're speaking with law enforcement expert Raymond Pigatori. Ray, also just any thoughts on this Derek Hazard case? It was a high-profile murder case. And all these years later, the uh, original attorney that defended him passed away. He has suddenly had been up for parole. They're going to let him out of prison for a murder. That's one of those cases that I, I don't understand because there was a time like life in prison I thought it was supposed to mean life in prison. Now life in prison seems to mean you just get 20 years in prison. Um, this was someone, uh, an individual who story kept changing 
uh, when accused of this this murder back in I believe it was 1996. But you you'd um it almost to me struck as though they were like searching for an alibi and then they seemingly found one that could set. But I was just curious if you had any thoughts about this Derek Hazard case and the fact that now he's he's going to be uh, paroled from prison apparently. Well. Uh, as you go back to the uh, the evidence that they, the evidence of uh, the um, the uh, story that they were trying to gather to show that he was in Ohio at the time, uh, they talking to the trooper in New Jersey who yep. could not say uh, definitively that it was Hazard in the car. Uh, all these years later, and he maintained his innocence, which people do on a you know regular basis that they didn't do it. But now, after serving a, a lengthy time, especially since uh, Lasser only received seven and a half years on his case. That's right. Um, you know, suddenly he said, uh, OK, I'll, I'll admit to it. It doesn't mean that he's saying, yes, I definitely did it, but he's owning up to he's owning up to it and he's being released. Yeah. You know, we take it for what the story is. Yep. Does it mean, yes, I did it. I don't know, but he is accepting responsibility at this point. Mm. Um, I want to uh, jump to this story and it's, it's somewhat, um, I would say it's kind of new, but people need to understand. And it's the story of this North Kingstown man is sentenced for threatening this professor. You know, uh, this is something new in the, this day and age with uh, people just feel uh, it's easy to do with a computer. Uh, you don't have to leave your house. It's not like he's going outside the guy's house or anything like that. But there are crime, you know, there are laws, Ray, of people in this particular case, uh, no matter where they may be or feel that they're angry about something. But this is someone who uh, law enforcement cracked down on and now, in fact, uh, is being sentenced for threatening this professor. Uh, 21 months to serve in federal prison, I believe. Uh, That's certainly a crackdown on this case. Uh, just prior to coming on the air this morning with you, I was talking to a professor from a college in Massachusetts uh, asking if this ever happened to him. Uh, at one time, I was uh, an adjunct professor in a local college here. Um, students have the right, again, to get upset, but to take it to this extreme, I mean, threatening to you know uh, eat body parts. I mean, it almost sounds like it's like from some science fiction movie, but you're right. They have the the access to the computer. They can just send out these messages and they feel that there's going to be no repercussions because they're sending out these hateful things. Well, it is a crime. And he was justly arrested and justly sentenced, in my opinion. Yeah. And Ray, finally, this uh, story, three Saugus officers stabbed during the altercation with the suspect. You know, there's always such a emphasis on guns and getting guns off the street and blah, blah, blah. But my goodness, you know, the people overlook that in, in, in certain parts of the world and even certain uh, parts of our, our, our country, there, there are people that there's heavy punishment if you, you are, in fact, caught carrying a firearm. But, but people overlook, the, 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 to me, the danger that, that police inherently deal with and also people could, you know, obviously you could kill someone with a knife. This is people, officers never know what they are walking into. No, absolutely. They do never know. Um, and a knife can kill just as quick as a gun. Uh, there's a uh, statistically a fact of the uh, distance, which they call it's the kill zone, where a, a suspect with a knife can within 10 feet, I believe, or it could be a little more, a little less, that could cause harm to a police officer. It happens that quick. Um, if you go on police, there's a, a magazine out there that uh, it's a policeone.com where it shows statistics of how many officers are killed by cars, killed by guns, killed by knives. And again, I feel my heart goes out to these three police officers um, because tragically it could have been far worse. Um, and I don't know all the particulars behind it, uh, and I hope for a speedy recovery on them. But again, people don't, uh, police officers just don't know what they're walking into. I mean, uh, you know, like you said earlier, a gun carries a far 
a greater amount of sentence uh, if you're caught with a gun. Uh, if you're caught with a knife um, and it's just over the limit of three and a half inches, the, the penalty is far less. Ray, in, in your years on the force, um, in dealing, did you know of any officers? And, you know, people see a movie and, you know, somebody gets stabbed and then they're still fighting back or somebody gets shot and then they're like, you know, oh, it's just a leg wound or, oh, one bullet went through me, that type of thing. In, in real life, I, I, I mean, people have no idea what it does to the body if someone has a stab wound or let alone a gunshot wound. Um. Something like that, when you go into a situation and a person does have a, a knife, um, your adrenaline kicks in and you're doing everything under your power to take this individual into custody and to make sure he's not hurting others. Um, it's, it, it's, a, it's a heck of a situation. I believe one that I recall was at the uh, Silver City Galleria where an individual went into a restaurant and started stabbing people and, and killed uh, one or several, and he was finally uh, subdued. Uh, so it just goes to show you a, a knife can do you know, as much harm as a uh, firearm. And uh, finally, before we let you go, Ray, I just think this is one of those stories that people don't realize that um, I've heard different people, law enforcement, say that what people don't realize is like there's every some people every waking hour of the day there's someone planning some form of a scheme and this story that a man in Florida he bought a one hundred forty thousand dollar luxury automobile with a fake check printed from his home computer right um this is the type of thing that that I would imagine police have to deal with that that it, it's just there's someone there's every moment there's someone planning and plotting some kind of a crime or scheme absolutely uh, i deal with it every day of people that are out there scamming the elderly and and some of the the, the ways they do it is just mind-boggling so this individual who sat down and printed out his check and went to the dealership and bought a car is just like the people that sit at their computers and try to you know uh, counterfeit money uh, it, it's like you said, it's every moment of every day, someone's looking to gain something, uh, not by legal means. And it, it, it is mind boggling. Folks, he is our uh, law enforcement expert, Raymond Picatory. Ray, great job. Stay safe and we'll talk to you again. Thank you. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it, but my vehicle was actually damaged uh, by some of the protesters when I was covering one of the protests. I didn't make a huge deal about it. I wouldn't want to be the focal point, but it's true. Some of the uh, protesters, they did. They damaged my vehicle. They broke the window on the side of my car. So what did I do? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and you can call them today, 272-3340. I had to get it fixed. It was obviously damaged. They also damaged part of the door. And so I took it to West Fountain. I called Kenny at West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's Kenny and Patricia, West Fountain folks. They did a fantastic job with me. I mean, that's there was only one place I was going to bring it. I needed to get my car fixed. Now, listen, if you're ever in an automobile accident, something happens to your vehicle and you need to get it repaired, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340, the original, the best, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 272-3340. They'll handle everything for you. If you're in an accident, something happens to your car, bring it to West Fountain. 400 West Fountain Street, Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. West Fountain Auto Body. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. 
Heron will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Call them today, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Now, I like to tell the story. I don't mind. But one morning, I went up to uh, get up to use the dryer and just had done a wash, and suddenly it wouldn't work. Now, did I panic? No. Did I try to fix it? Don't be ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair at 401 401- 710-7096. We made an appointment. Ryan said, Juan, I'll be there at, at 9 o'clock at 5 of 9. A truck appeared in my driveway. It said Ryan's appliance repair. He came right in, fixed the driver, uh, dryer Excuse me, within five minutes. And then I think it was about two weeks later, I went to make uh, microwave popcorn, and then suddenly the microwave wouldn't work. So what did I do? I called Ryan's appliance repair at 401-710-7096. And then one time, even the oven wasn't working. And again, who did I call? You get the gist of the story. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Now, Ryan offers a senior citizen's discount. All work is guaranteed for 90 days parts and labor. And he'll also do a Saturday appointment. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. When your appliance is dying, you know who to call. Call Ryan, 401-710-7096. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380. Remember now, Providence and North of Providence, I want you to try the 99.9 FM, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website. Visit it, DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, right on the top on the left-hand side you'll see where it says listen live. Just click on that. Anywhere in the world you can listen while we're live on the air. And then right below that on the dashboard at the website, you'll see where it says radio show. If you ever miss any part of the show, you just click on radio show and folks, boom, there it is. You can pull it up. It's all in library fashion. And remember, the uh, Facebook Live is very, very popular. Check out the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook, and then you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube. Again, it's all under John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokerage for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.